Let's talk about the weight. The weight to every single thing on this damn show. The fate of every single segment is brought to you by something else that happens. Nothing happens for no reason. How could I be happier about that? It's just good storytelling. My name is Tyler Switch Dow, The Silent P. You are watching, cause The Silent P said so, on the Cool Company YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe, click that bell notification to stay in tune for everything that we do. We make this type of content, we make other type of content. We got merch out, Tyler Switch Dow, I got music out. Let's get into eight cool things that happened on AEW Dynamite last night. Because Tonight's show started with a new Japan Pro Wrestling title match as the first show on AEW Dynamite. That is the thing that sets it off. What did Chris Jericho say? He said the whole reason that he left WWE was because they took the most popular story of the time and put it in the number two spot. Now, the New Japan show is getting the number one spot. It goes to show you the importance. It goes to show you that John Moxley, the man who used to be the heavyweight champion, who we are so excited and so invested in, the person that they put on Elevation and the person that they put on Dark, just to make sure that you go to their YouTube channel. This man is fighting a new Japan legend. As the first thing that happens on AEW Dynamite, Talk about an explosion. This is incredible. The prestige that it even gives for this federation, the prestige that it makes you feel for AEW to have the ability to have this legacy, excuse me, this legacy continue from WCW until now. Damn it, it's incredible. On a side note, we're not gonna really talk about music this week, but once again, Tony Khan spends the big Switch. money and John Moxley is walking out to Wild Thing. Switch. Now, I gotta Switch. be honest, I did Switch. prefer John Moxley's last Switch. song. It was Switch. something that got me excited and made me feel like Stone Cold Steve Austin had Switch. basically everything but the glass break. Switch. But for anybody else, for anybody who doesn't like wrestling, if this was at a festival, if I was at a show, I'd be singing along. So, I'm good for it. Because now, the politics aside, whatever you think about America, whatever you think about the world, there is something incredible about Cody's old school method and the ability to be able to do it on a modern television show. Cody has everybody talking about whether an American versus British rivalry feud is the thing to be having right now. Well, that's old school. That's like, should we be watching this? It's something that I'm sure you thought in the 80s. Cody brought it back. Sometimes trying something old is the innovative thing to do. He had this line, Santana, Skinner, Snoop Dogg, they all share the same jukebox. What a damn line. Switch. He put on young UK wrestlers. So it's not like it's an all out actual country beef. 
It is a ideology. Cody Rhodes has found a way to make patriotism part of his character and also bipartisan. I'm good for it. And that American Dreamline, it literally made me yearn. Like, I'm not even kidding. You know, some people scream, I'm sure. I'm not that patriotic. I have visions of what the future should be like, and I want us to fight for it. But when he said that American dream line, I felt like I was part of the nightmare family. I went, yeah, yeah, because it strikes something in me, deep within me. And I loved it. Now, because the let's get back to the weight of things, because that's exactly what the SCU versus Young Bucks match gave me. The weight was also shown when they announced Cody Rhodes' promo a week ago. I was anticipating what he would say this week. I've been anticipating for almost a year now, at least six months, what is going to happen at SCU? When will they break up? When they finally lose that match, will Kazarian turn heel on Daniels? because he is the reason they've broken up. So I went into the Young Bucks match, which was, I believe, in the number two spot. I could be wrong. Carrying all of this weight on my shoulders, this fear of what could happen. Though I already know what was going to happen, but I felt it. And that's important. My feelings are important. Because you know what else is important? Intermingled feuds, right? Christian is fighting with Team Taz, and I'm into it. But while Christian is making a promo that is calling out Team Taz, Matt Seidel is walking up to Christian to basically accept his challenge, but to start a feud that Christian didn't even want, but walked into because everything is connected. Britt Baker is feuding with Sheeta. But Thunder Rosa is also feuding with Serena Deep over the NWA title. But Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa have an intermingled feud that should finally take forefront again after Britt Baker wins the title. Intermingled feuds matter. Everything feeling connected matters. Everything making sense. Mad. Because now for this next one, I actually have to take a moment to wonder how cool is it really? Because if sometimes when WWE just throws back to other things, I'm like, this is not cool just because it's a throwback. But I will say NXT in your house is awesome. I will say that the Cameron Grimes stuff that's going on with Ted DiBiase right now is pretty incredible. So it's incredible, and on top of that, what am I even saying? AEW has New Japan on this show. It also has impact on this show. Jim Ross talks about his legacy. Tony Schiavone talks about WCW. So when they make references to WWE, it's not like they are only making references to the big guys. It's like the company and the show genuinely 
is constantly making references to the bigger wrestling world. And that makes you as a fan curious about the legacy of wrestling. It makes you more interested in the industry. It makes you more interested in how things are connected. Um, and the same way when Excalibur was talking about all of the history between SCU and the Young Bucks, you're like, wow, there's 40 matches? There's years of this? How can I go find it? And overall, it's a good thing for wrestling in general, I would say. So I don't mind it. I don't mind the Shawn Michael references. I don't mind the Stone Cold Steve Austin references because the WWE legacy, the WCW legacy, the New Japan legacy, it's all about wrestling legacy. And that's great. Because Speaking of legacy, I just want to talk about the credibility of the backstage crew, credibility of the interviewers, uh, Paul White, Tony Schiavone, Jim Ross, Excalibur. They add so much to the matches and the presentation of the show respects them so much, respects their lineage so much that them adding to the match also adds to the show because everybody's over. And that's what I want about a wrestling show. I want to appreciate everybody. When Jim Ross goes to the back and has a sit down interview with you, it's important. That's even beyond just the main people. I like Alex and Dasha doing the pre-show and the post-show. Last week, Tony did the post-show and he was incredible. We should call him Uncle Tony. I actually have an Uncle Tony. Um, so now it feels like I got two Uncle Tonys in my life. Um, but just so much respect. Yo, down to even DDP's daughter, Lexi Nair, who has the YouTube show that drops every Friday. I respect these people. I enjoy the uniqueness of all of their shows and I'm down for it. Because- You know what I think the sexiest part about having like a legacy is the fact that you can make me miss you. You can disappear for a bit. And I'm like, damn, where are you? The feeling of, I want you to come back. AEW is good at giving me that feeling about wrestlers. I'm seeing Jade Cargill on a weekly basis, but I'm like, hey, I want to see you back in the ring. I haven't seen Serena Deeb in weeks. I'm like, hey, I want to see Serena Deeb and that NWA title on my television. Before last week, I was like, hey, when are we going to see Cody in the ring again? I'm seeing Sting next to Darby and he keeps getting beat up. I'm like, hey, I wanna see Sting in the ring again. Make me miss you, baby. Make me miss you. Because- And lastly, you should know this by now. I'm all about storytelling. Sometimes even more than what's going on in the ring, right? Like, there are some wrestling shows that don't get the same attention that AEW gets from me. I just kind of put them on in the background and more than just watch them, I kind of listen because the storyline is all I really need. Give me a quick summary of it. AEW is so great at having unique storylines. Everybody's promos feel different. Everything feels like, I think I said this last week, feels like they went home and they did it themselves. Darby Allen, the emo filmmaker. Britt Baker's interview Switch. with Jim Ross. Uh, Moxley, him coming out before Nagata 
It felt like sports. Moxley's promo last week about Nagata. Uh, when the interview, when the inner circle spoke Switch. this week, and Ortiz is the person leading it out. I'm like, hey, Ortiz is speaking. Switch. I pop. Hager killed the interview. I pop. Jade Cargill's interview. Unique. Switch. She's that bitch. Cody's promo. You told me about it a week ago. I know it's going to be big and grand and in the middle of the ring. No matter how you feel about it. You feel something about it. Hangman's interview. With the Dark Order. Makes me feel something. And that's all I need. Leave me on a good night. Give me a cheers. And satisfy me. Put me to sleep. And I will call that a perfect night. And that's because the Silent P said so. Thank you for watching. Have a great, productive week. Keep cool. Switch. Because, because, the Silent P said so. Because, because, see, 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 see